0: Hello, everybody
1: welcome back
0: welcome back to the classy chicks podcast happy to have you yeah we are sorry i'm a little out of it this morning but we are happy <laughs> to have you um it's not really that early but i'm feeling a little bit under the weather but the good thing about recording
1: remotely is that you can still record so we're we're still doing this That's a good point. Yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah. For a while, we did record in person. We would like record in one of our cars with just like our phones. That was fun. That
0: was fun. That was the beginning of the podcast. We used to like meet up, Hope and I, last year. If you guys are OG listeners from the beginning, you remember that last year uh, when we were first recording, Hope and I would like meet up. And for some reason, I don't know why we recorded in our cars. Oh, probably because we lived far from each other. And then you can't record in like a coffee shop or something. Yeah, so we just no. record in our cars. That was fun.
1: Yeah. But yeah. And we would record sometimes like in one of the little houses at our church, like, yes. like whatever. The podcast um, rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was good. But like we'd always have to get somebody to unlock it. And there wasn't always mm-hmm. somebody there. So I think it started when one time somebody wasn't there. We're like, well, I guess we'll just record. We in we're our like, car. this is
0: ridiculous. We're yeah. just going
1: to record in our car. And then but, I it was very comfy recording in a car. I was like, I kind of nice. love it.
0: I think we need to bring that back when you come down to Florida. When I come down to Florida, maybe it won't be
1: sitting on the floor. You better maybe we'll sit Although, in the car. Yeah,
0: we definitely could also come to my house and record. I don't know why we record in but the maybe, car. Maybe we needed the car for the old time's sake. For memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Classy That's and fine. trashy moments. Oh, okay. So my classy and trashy moments both actually happened today. and- yesterday night and this morning so yesterday night was my classy moment so I got home um I was like working remotely I was working at my coffee shop and I was like do you ever get in those moods where you're like I need to get everything done right now because that's how I got last night I was like I'm gonna get everything done right now I'm gonna clean my fridge I'm gonna clean my house I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some sourdough bread I'm gonna make other I baked these bagel bites I literally did so much last night like So much like homemaker stuff, right? I was like texting pictures to my friends. And they're like, why are you doing this all in one night? Is there a reason? And I was like, no, I just want to do it. Um. So that was my classy moment. And then my trashy moment was (laughs) I woke up this morning and I had, I have back-to-back meetings like all morning besides like this time of like two hours of like whatever. But I had back-to-back meetings all morning and I woke up and I just felt terrible. So that's my trashy moment.
1: (laughs) Your trashy moment was that you felt sick. Yes. Did you have to miss your meetings? Uh, The first one I literally slept through. Oh,
0: God. And like, I normally don't do that. And then you texted me and you were like, Savannah, are you alive? And I was like, (laughs) I don't even know. But no, I never do that. I I at least like, if I'm sick, I at least like wake up and like text the person like, hey, I'm so sorry. But I was just out of it because I mean, I guess this isn't TMI because this is a girl podcast, but I'm not sick. I just have absolutely terrible PMS like I don't really get sick very much especially down here because you just live a very healthy lifestyle but there's some things in a woman's life that she can't control
1: (laughs) (laughs) one of them yeah yeah I think it's so funny because we'll talk to Maya sometimes who I think the episode with her comes out next week Mm -hmm. but she's like you're not supposed to feel anything on your period I'm like girl what are you on I want to hear about this like like, I would (laughs) love what Whatever that is. Talk <laughs> about being crunchy
0: to the max. We love Maya. Like, I, I would wish. Love,
1: I would well, I don't know if I'll ever be able to be crunchy to the max because that means no shaving. And I don't think well, I have that okay. in me.
0: That's, honestly, <laughs> so that's actually a funny point. I was thinking about it the other day. And like, what's the definition of being crunchy?
1: I don't know. But Angelica says that she's scrunchy. So sort of crunchy. In yeah. In terms of scrunchy. And I think that's adorable. I like
0: that it's like you know Uh more natural more like homemaker stuff
1: like that well it was so funny because when I had oh sorry go ahead no go ahead okay because I was just saying when I had my tooth issue I was using clove oil because cloves are Mm -hmm. a natural numbing for your mouth and I don't love taking Advil if I don't have to because my cousin has taken so much Advil on like her periods and things like that, that it doesn't work on her. and She has to take like six at a time, which is so bad for you. And I don't want that to ever happen to me. So I like, I want to keep it very, very low. Um, yes. And so I was like, oh yeah, I've been like doing clove oil. And she was like, oh, so are you anti-medicine? And I was like, who said that? No, I'm not. One of my coworkers. I'm like, no, oh, I'm not anti-medicine. I just don't want to overdo it. Like- but like, I don't know, kind of in between a little bit of medicine, a little bit of natural stuff. I don't know. I mean, I am a
0: huge advocate for if there's a natural remedy. And like the funny thing that I was going to say about this (laughs) is my, my mom was like crunchy way before crunchy was like a thing. Like we grew up. So we went to the health food store. I'll always remember the smell of that place. It was like so natural. Everything was natural in my house growing up. And I always thought I was like, this is weird. Like it was fine. Like I felt really healthy, but all the time but I was like I'm not gonna be this way when I grow up like why is she taking all the time to do all this like stuff and yeah the older I get the more I'm like well I'm gonna ask my mom what natural remedy I can use or like (laughs) what um you know what like spices work together to like hear certain things because I find that It works better than like medicine so much of the time, yeah. Like, medicine will literally just make you like exhausted and need to go to sleep. This stuff actually helps you continue to like live your life along with feeling better. So, I'm a huge advocate for anything. I mean, like you said, there is an extent of being crunchy that I don't think either
1: of us will ever be. Um, (laughs) there was one guard that that they don't use deodorant, and I was like. Oh, right in oh, regards but. to like not
0: using deodorant, not shaving, i um, definitely not gonna happen. But when it comes to like, everybody's making fun of me lately because I'm like obsessed with sourdough. And they're like, "Thanks, man, you're turning so crunchy." And like, it's yes. there's a part of us I feel like as women that want to go back to this like natural womanhood, you know, to this like. Like, I I don't know, it sounds strange, but like, I think that's really
1: funny that you bring that up because that's what I've been struggling with lately is like, I have this deep, 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 like, okay. So we went on, this is actually my classy moment. So I'll just say that. Oh yeah. Say your
0: classy and trash moments, then we can get into it.
1: Yeah. So, um, I went on the, I went to the Illinois March for Life this past week Mm -hmm. And I went with the Crusaders as a chaperone, which I had never been before because I just turned 18 and there was this first, this is the first trip um, that they've done since I've been 18. So, but literally the week before I like, I wasn't going to go. I was on the schedule for work. Like I had things planned and brother Kevin, who is just, I don't know, he, I would honestly consider him one of my dearest friends. Like he is just the best. And I go to him with like everything, um and not in like a therapeutic way or whatever but he's just so smart but we're also such good friends that like it works Mm -hmm. um so anyways, uh, he called me and we talked on the phone for an hour. Um, like I was making scones and we, I was like cooking, whatever. I felt like such a woman. And then we were just talking on the phone um, about, you know, leadership. And I am such a leader. Like that's just my mm-hmm. personality that will never change. Um, that's why like growing up, I was teased that I would have a hard time finding a husband because the man's supposed to be the leader and I'm <laughs> such a leader. So, right. Um, and so, you know, And he was like, one of the best things you can do as a leader is to show people that you're humble enough to not always be a leader. And that leads people somehow, some way. So like, if you're like, oh yeah, President Crusaders for three years, which I was, and then you step down and somebody else takes it and, you know, they could be doing as great of a job or they could be doing worse of a job. It doesn't matter how good they're doing. The point is, is that they're the ones in power now and you have to respect not only respect them, but also uplift them. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't want you to just go MIA from Crusaders because like you've, you know, graduated or whatever. He's like, so I really want you to come and I want you to lead these kids in a different way. Not necessarily like you were when you were president, but in a different way, you know, showing them, you know, how to, you know, behave, uh, how to pray, how to, you know, like behave in adoration or how to, um, you know, talk to people on the bus or check in with people, things like that. He's like, that's how I want you to lead. So it's a really good conversation. And um, so my classy moment is that I went, I took off work and I awesome. went and it was, it was so fun. And I had so many moments, especially with the younger girls. Um, you know, they were asking me boy questions and everything. And like, my advice was again, just like, don't do the situationships because they hurt. Um, and it was just, it was a really nice time. And I'm really glad I did that. Um, my trashy moment is, mm, I got like two. I'll tell you the first one. My trashy moment goes very well with that one. We went to this big old auditorium for church because like there were so many people and we were there like an hour early and like, I don't know what it was, but I was, oh, I know what it was. It was because I stayed up until like 12 with Rachel and brother Kevin. um, And then I showered and everything. So I didn't go back until like one and we woke up at seven. So anyways, I was really tired. And so like, I kind of leaned back in my seat and kind of like, put my feet on the seat in front of me like you would in a movie theater which is like what it was but it was like a play theater and like an a lady came, who like worked there came up to me she goes I would be respectful and not do that and I was like oops oh, like, gosh. I felt Wait. so stupid I Wait, was like what was this for you were in an auditorium for like so they were having mass in the auditorium but like it wasn't like because oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. we got there an yeah, hour yeah, early yeah, yeah. so and like, you were I was tired yeah so I was yeah. just kind of like closing my eyes and kind of kicked my feet up or whatever and she was like yeah she was upset with me so anyways I felt very bad well I like, I... It's,
0: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I I've recently been thinking about how like our po- our posture says a lot and I've gotten very lax with my posture ever since like working from home and stuff like that like I like to sit cross-legged on my desk chair and I like to you know when I'm like getting coffee like I like putting like one leg up and there's so many little things I mean this I guess we're we're just kind of getting into what we're talking about in this episode which is a lot of little questions but I think it's gonna be a lot focused on like womanhood and stuff like that but there's so many little things in regards to like posture and what was the other thing I was thinking about the other day oh yeah language that um oh, yeah that you need to cultivate like it doesn't just happen and I thought that it just happened because when I lived uh up north in the Chicagoland area I was very much in a professional environment a lot of the times and if I wasn't in the professional environment I was at home with my family or with my friends and we were like I don't know our language was better like I my language just had to be better I, I was around my- people whose language was better ever since moving to a little beach town I'm like I need to do with something you, to you fix two. No, 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 not oh. okay, okay, okay. When I'm talking about language, I'm sorry. When I'm talking that's about what language, I struggle with. I'm well, well, well. Okay, wait, wait. wait let's let's start over. Okay, so there's two <laughs> different there's two different aspects: swearing and just language that's like lazy. I just have really lazy language right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using like la- like a lot, and I don't think that it's very.
1: When oh, we're talking, so, so much classier, both, classier than me.
0: Both of us, both Hope, no, I'm not, both Hope and I are like in positions where we're in positions kind of of influence and we're, you know, talking to people a lot. And it's so important that our language is broad and good. And I have lost a lot of that. Swearing Mm -hmm. is another thing. When I said, I, I didn't mean to say, no, I don't swear. No, I do swear on occasion, on occasion, and that is something that I struggle with. I don't know particularly how wrong it is
1: to use a costume. I word. struggle with that too, um, but. Go ahead. I was talking to Broke KK once again, and he. I asked him, I was asking people what something simple you can do for the pro-life movement, and he said, and you know, this is on my Instagram, but I had to shorten it. It was like mm-hmm. 15 seconds. His section was like 15 seconds long, so I had to shorten it. Um, but in all what he said was, "It you need to respect yourself in your language and in chastity mm-hmm. and the way that you dress and modesty. Um, because if you respect yourself, then you can respect all others. And that is pro-life. And I was like, that's a really good perspective. Because yeah, you can be against killing a baby, sure. But there's right. so much more that goes into being pro-life. It is not just not killing a baby. It is, it is being pro-life. Like there's so so much more that goes into it and so you 100%. know 100% frustrating because like I am you know an activist and I do public speak and everything and in the privacy of my own home and among my own friends I do swear and I'm like I need to stop that I don't I don't know because like a sailor or anything but like you know it definitely happens and so I don't know I don't know why I do it I don't know if it's a pride thing he was saying that when he struggled with language it was not that he struggled with language but that he struggled with a greater sin and that sin being pride and i think that's interesting because hmm. if you think about the things like in a day-to-day basis what you struggle with like what did i say mine mine was um oh i yeah okay so like i'm not gonna say all of them because it's like kind of you know whatever personal um but yeah <laughs> like language or jealousy or like i i i needing needing attention I'm just Mm -hmm. putting this in very PG terms um and all of that stems from not necessarily pride but it still is a type of pride it's a it's a pride where you think like I'm so terrible that like you know so it's like the opposite of pride but it's still considered a pride it's so confusing um I think I kind of know
0: what you're saying and I think that that's a very common thing
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: just struggling with this like you said kind of always needing attention and affirmation from other people and whether you're swearing or using it's not even just swearing it's like the kind of lazy language I feel like the lazy language that you use whether you're doing that to get attention or whether you're doing that to fit in it's like we were there's such a balance and such a tricky balance but we weren't born to fit in we were born to stand out and people I think it's a, such a powerful thing, whether or not swearing is okay or not. One of my friends told me the other day, she was like, um, and I I have not always been perfect about this, and I go through faces, but she was like, Santa, you know, I've never actually heard you swear before. And I was like, that's like a compliment to me, because I think that, that cuss words, when we're talking about cuss words right now. We're not talking about using the Lord's name in vain. That's always wrong. Oh, that's always wrong. Um, that's always wrong. But we're talking about cuss words. When someone can tell, like, when you like cuss words they're dirty you know they're not they're they're not classy the words themselves are not classy when someone can tell you oh my gosh I don't think I've actually ever heard you like that's a compliment not that it's wrong and not that I never have 100% I do but um I've one of my goals lately this year one of my yearly resolutions was to heighten my language and that's that's one thing that's one thing that I feel like we all can be aware of because it's such a simple little thing but I do think it makes a difference
1: I think it does too because when I was at work at Kendra um, my boss was like oh you're just like the sweetest like most innocent you know Christian girl or whatever and she was mm-hmm. like and I was floored she was like I never thought you could even swear like I didn't think it was possible wow for and like, like and that was a compliment but I was also so defeated because I was like I should not have sworn and I did it to it in at work. Like I should have, I should have not done that. So, I mean, not to say I can't go back on it, not to say I can't, you know, fix it from here on out. Oh, 100% you can fix it because it's not, yeah. Swearing is not a habit that you break. It's just something that you stop doing. Mm -hmm. And so you just need to, I mean, you, you formulate every word in your brain before you say it. It's very fast. The words formulating your brain to getting out of your mouth. It's very fast, but you do Think about the words before you say them. And so you never accidentally swear. It's always intentional. And so, you know, it's something that you just have to stop. And so, you know what? Maybe I'll update you guys in two weeks. I'll do like and, a little tally. And,
0: I don't know. It's just, I think it's just kind of a cool thing to constantly be working on
1: because each word has
0: meaning. And the more concise, the more precise you can be with articulating your, the thoughts, your thoughts, the more you can get your message across. I yeah. mean um the more new people you meet right and you want to you want to quickly talk to them about your message it's not going to work if you're saying
1: like an um or if you're sorry or if you're like swearing it's not going to work you know there was a speaker that my sister and I heard and we were like his his message was good but the speech was terrible because there was a um like um I'm not going to go over that I'm not going to talk about that um because you know who's he did, he hadn't prepared his speech for the shorter amount of time it was like maybe like uh an hour long speech that he was trying to get in 20 minutes so right, he was just right, kind right, like right. scanning over it Rushing, and yeah. it was like and and there was a lot of like um and like and then there's like that so 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 you know you you and like kind of like that weird <laughs> stutter that right, people do right. um to kind of filler and i took a speech class way back when and i one of the first things I said was don't say like don't say um um and so very As yeah right so very rarely in my speeches especially when I've practiced it you won't hear me say um and like unless unless I'm using like in the proper term um for example something along the lines of this is like this so if you're Mm -hmm. using it in the proper term that's fine but if you're like oh like I don't know I like think I don't know like you know that kind of thing and so it just, it sounds very broken and people are like, what are you,
0: what are you trying <laughs> yeah. to get across? Yeah. It's
1: very confusing. So it's a very good skill to learn, but it takes a little bit of time. And they always said they would rather you hear, they would rather hear a pause mm-hmm. rather than a filler word such as, um, and like, and all of that.
0: And when you think about it in regards to speaking, I mean, I agree, right? I would rather hear a speaker. I'd rather have a dramatic pause than someone who's saying, like this, or um, um, because um, it, it it confuses your brain. It confuses yeah. your brain. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's just it's yeah. It's not Our it's not ten is. out of ten. So yeah, language. I did not know yeah. that was going to be the topic today, but I yeah. think that's really interesting, um, and I think it needs to be talked about.
0: I do too, and I think that you know maybe after listening to this podcast, you'll notice. After I had this conversation with my friend, I've actually had a few conversations about this in the past week. I noticed, you know. Where you are, your environment that you're in and the people you surround yourself with help form your language. And that could be a bad good thing. That could be a bad thing. But then you can also, like, fix it, you know? You can also be cognizant of it and not conform to what everyone else is talking about or what everyone else is saying. It's the same thing. It's a very similar thing to kind of – we were talking about this, and this podcast will come out a week after this, but we were talking about this a little bit with Maya – um, it's kind of a similar thing to um, jokes, like crude jokes, and women holding men and anyone who's speaking about these things to higher standards. You know, there's a there's an element to which you are, I don't know, you are defined by the people you hang out with, but there's also an element to which you can raise them to a higher standard. You know, yeah. guys, I've I've had this so many times. If there's a guy who's talking about something crude who's uh making a joke at the expense of someone else or at the expense of you know at the expense of women in general as a whole right you don't like it is unacceptable to just sit there and laugh I don't care what situation you're in that is unacceptable this you can you have the power to like change this person's future relationships if you Say, hey, wait a second. What the heck are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? Kind of,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's something high schoolers really struggle with is like making crude jokes. And I don't know what the balance is uh, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, yeah, See, I'm all about, the-
0: I'm all about, um, like you said, it is, it is a lot high school centralized, like this, this does happen a lot in high school, but I have been. In bars, in like breweries, where I hear someone making a crude joke, and I say, "Hi, like, excuse me, I was wondering what you're talking about," and then we get into a conversation about it, and they change their mind, like not oh. necessarily, because I think that people say things flippantly so much in our society. People yeah, just, well, because nobody's gonna
1: raise them to a higher standard, especially if men are doing it and women do, are just kind of, like, oh, ha ha, and then we go online and like complain about how terrible men are. It's like, right. Different. and you could have said something
0: I mean most people who who know me know that I I struggled with complaining about men for a solid year and a half to an extent that probably wasn't good and I I'm getting a lot better about it but I'm getting better about it because I realized hey like yeah, there's stuff to complain about, but I have the power to change it. You know, I have the power to raise these men to a higher standard. Yeah. And once we recognize that power in ourselves, I think it makes a huge difference.
1: Well, and I think one of the best things about my relationship with Connell is that it's both ways. Because there are times where I am not perfect and I make the joke or I swear mm-hmm. or something. I swear more than he does. I have no idea why. <laughs> it's so bad um I, I know hope's coming down here and i'm like okay hope's gonna be cut to like a sailor now. <laughs> this is gonna be a whole new hope. i'm gonna be fixed by that no no i i swear like around like rachel um and connell basically mm-hmm. when i'm mad or fiery about something um yeah basically when i'm mad or fiery about something that's when i normally swear i don't normally just swear in like casual conversation yeah. like that doesn't it's normally when something is irritating me or I'm passionate about something. I don't know. So, anyways, if I can just chill, that that would I would be I'll be I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll um, be so good. You'll see. will yeah. keep, keep a tally and she'll report back to you guys. In no,
0: like, like I said, in two I think, weeks and let you. All I think. Know. I think we all know. I mean, in our culture, of swearing is just like so normalized that you talk to people who are like, "Yeah, I do it in the workplace too," and I'm just like, "What." like it's just yeah. it's such a part of our vocabulary that we don't even notice unless we consciously take an effort to notice. Um so yeah, I think I mean our language is so important as women and as men, right? As as people, our language is so important and we're called to not to fit in. We're called to stand out especially in this way. Um jokes yeah, it was- joking it's not it's not funny. What was there was something going viral the other week where someone was, I don't know, I think it was just something on TikTok, but there's been a lot of TikTok jokes that I've responded to for live action lately, that are quote-unquote jokes, but it's like, behind Uh-oh. every joke is a ser- an element of seriousness. It, it, true, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, um there was, and, there was, yeah, go ahead. Connor and I were having this debate, because I was saying that there are just some things that should not be joked about. Like, I, I truly, truly do not believe that there is anything out there that should be joked about. Um I saw a pro-life page one time, make a joke about how some character in a movie should have been aborted. And I and, and they meant it as a joke. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is not funny. Not, it's not funny. Um Especially when you see the reality of abortion, and I think the world has become so desensitized in general, but yes. especially to you know, abortion. And so they'll make jokes about it. And I think maybe it was you. Um, and there was this guy on TikTok, he was like dancing or whatever, making a joke about um, you know, making his girlfriend abort the baby or something like that. And it was mm-hmm. it was really frustrating because it's like it's not you're literally doing this for clout. Um, I was listening to the Matt and Abby Howard podcast. Um Oh, I love ago. them! I haven't I love started them.
0: listening to their podcast yet. I don't remember it's why, cute. but
1: it's really um, cute.
0: They are so Matt and Abby Howard. They're like, where, where did they they're start so out? They're, they're like a young couple.
1: Who yeah, they they are a Christian young couple who got married real young and during COVID they both lost their jobs and they started doing TikTok and they kind of blew up. So they did YouTube and TikTok and now they have a podcast and mm-hmm. they do social media full time and they're expecting their second baby, literally mm-hmm. four months postpartum. Um and so yeah, they're just they're really sweet obviously we don't agree on everything like they're into birth control and all of that but that i assume is just out of um you know not understanding how bad it is for you which you guys will hear i think next honestly week.
0: so many so many yeah. so many celebrity tiktok people are coming to realize like yeah it's terrible
1: I, so abby abby did say that i mean she got pregnant four months postpartum and she was like you didn't want to get back on hormonal birth control so mm-hmm. there is some of that so anyways um i think that's you know it interesting to listen to them especially hearing different point of views but moral of the story they were talking about hate on tiktok obviously they've gotten a lot of hate and it's interesting to hear how badly it hurt them um but they were saying how the punishment never fits the crime and there are so many people on tiktok who have been canceled or hated on and everything and it's like yes like they shouldn't have done that but like people are so vile on social media yeah they're so vile um and so where was i going with this? We were talking about something right before um uh we oh about, jokes. Yeah, joking. Yes. Yeah. So they were saying people will jump on this bandwagon of hate just to get more views. Like with the whole lying about the mascara thing. I don't know if you saw any of that, but there was this TikTok influencer who's super into makeup. She's like a makeup TikTok influencer or whatever and she supposedly i don't even know if it's true but she supposedly lied about how good the mascara was or something which like come on people we got bigger fish to fry what? Um, <laughs> i did not hear yeah. about this oh, oh my, my god what? she, she put on a mascara <laughs> and she was like it looks like falsies and people are like she literally has false lashes on it's like it was so she got literally canceled because of it and What's so yeah so weird so anyways not that i'm like up for lying or anything but there's really no anyway so people were like going into this like using like um different like platforms to kind of like showcase how the lashes were fake and everything like that and just they were getting millions of views based on this girl's quote unquote lie and they were literally just hating on her and canceling her just to get views and it's so stupid. Not that I get into TikTok drama, but I'm just, I'm thinking about the world, what the world has come to. Like in order for you to get what you want, you have to be literally mean. Like you that literally have to be dumb. mean. Yes. And so it's, it's, it, it, it parallels so well with the jokes on social media as well because they'll make jokes about things that should not be joked about yeah. um and and they'll go viral for it i have seen if you just google abortion in like the google search bar or whatever oh the search bar on tiktok so many videos will come up of people just like making jokes like lol like literally just out i'm pregnant so excited and i get to get another abortion like it's sick i've seen so many videos like that i'm sorry like, but that's I yeah, I'm sorry, but if somebody
0: tried to joke about the Holocaust like that, how do you think people would act? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. They, right. It's it, it's a, you're right. It's a desensitization, I think that's how you say that word. On both sides, right? I mean, for in one aspect, the pro-abortion side is already desensitized, right? A lot of them don't even like know the full element, but beca- they're desensitized and then but when we we're... become desensitized, that just like Muddies the waters. That just how mudd- no many times to...
1: do you see those? Saying, the... Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, how many times do you see those videos and just scroll past? And it's like, right. Obviously, you and I are more bold about it, but like, I'm talking about because that's like our jobs. But I'm talking about like the average <laughs> person. Like, you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, like, are we things.
0: talking about the murder of two thousand plus people a day or not?
1: Like, right. you know what I mean? But, like, like, is that like, what
0: we're talking about? Because if well, it's not, then I don't care. Then I'm just gonna go live
1: my own life. I'm gonna get a corporate job. I don't care.
0: You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly.
1: Well, because I made a video last week, I think, of me like getting ready for the day. And I was like, I've got a question for you guys. Like, what are you guys doing? Today? I love like, that. Thank you. Right. Okay, I so love basically- that. I, I was
0: going to post that on my story and I think I was rushed. But I actually, let's talk about that. I loved it. So last week I opened Instagram and like, I, I think I was in my audio car or something. Yeah. Just play the audio real quick.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't know. I, it, and it honestly didn't even do that. And I, I think, well, I
0: think that we need to be doing more <laughs> stuff like that because. I don't know. Anyway, play the audio. Yeah. Play the audio and then I'll tell.
1: Question for you. What are your plans for today? Now for me, yeah, I've got to work, babysit. I know at some point I got to work on some school. I might go for coffee with a friend. There's a meeting in the city that I should probably go to. And other than the roads being kind of terrible, it's a pretty normal day for me. I'm going about my day like it's a completely normal day. But it's not. There are four abortion clinics within an hour of me. At each of those clinics, dozens of babies are going to be poisoned or ripped apart or suctioned out of their mother's womb. And what am I doing about it? I really don't believe you or me or really anyone understands the gravity of abortion. It's hard to understand how something so evil can be hidden through just marketing and aesthetic. Take some time out of your normal day and go do something simply pro-life yeah so during my at my simply pro-life event I asked the kids in the room I was like if there was uh, like a like a a concentration camp um two blocks that way and every single one of you who came to this event today saw it as you were passing in would you have even made it to my event or would you have stopped and said something and protest and they're all like yeah we passed Planned Parenthood's all the time. Connell and I meet up in Kenosha like once every other week about, cause it's a halfway point. Mm-hmm. And there's a Planned Parenthood right down there. And we have never gone. And the times that I've gone up to visit him there, we have never gone and prayed outside the Planned Parenthood
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it's hidden. It's in this little tiny office in the corner. You There's really no, like, you know, you can't really even tell that it's there. And, you know, it's on this pretty little downtown street. And people just walk right past it, not realizing how many babies have died there. And that's so bad. And like, I take full responsibility for that. Full responsibility. Mm-hmm. We should stop. We should go. And maybe that's what we'll do when we meet up on Sunday. Like, we're it's we're so desensitized to it because it's hidden and their Instagram is pretty and their buildings look like clean little office doctor's offices like where we go to get our you know checkups and everything like that and because it's pretty nobody realizes that babies are literally being ripped apart there nobody does it's so frustrating you know this week is really guilty this week is the anniversary of
0: justice for the five um and if you guys don't know what justice for the five is um it happened last year and I, I thought it was like later in the year, but it's this week is the anniversary. And there were five baby. there were many, many um, aborted babies found, but there were five babies found that looked like that, that were fully viable outside of the womb. And it was, I had never seen something that it looked like, um, you know, it looked like something from from the holocaust it looked like like, it was like how is this happening in the united states like how is this happening here it was babies who had you could tell there was pain in their faces there were pain in their eyes they'd been brutally killed it shook the pro-life movement this was a couple months before roe v Wade was overturned it was a crazy time but um they still i mean they still haven't gotten justice right this is five people that were brutally killed we have pictures we we saw that you know we saw that and that I think shook so many people last year and I think that we need to come back to that to remember that yes the pro yes we're trying to build a culture of life yes the pro-life movement is beautiful yes we love Hope and I love doing all this marketing stuff right to help people see the beauty of life but there's a huge evil behind it this is evil right. this is the this is the greatest human rights violation Ever seen in history, and I'm I'm gonna post that that video that helped me to the classy chicks podcast today because you know we're going about our daily life, and um, you know what? How often yeah. do we think about this?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I had I didn't really I don't know where I was last year or what I was doing, but I was like so like MIA in my brain, and I didn't even really realize what was. I think I reposted a couple things to the Justice for the Five. But mm-hmm. I, I I I reposted things, but I didn't make my own post. So maybe that's what I'll do this year is is kind of re bring it back to light. I just need to find those pictures because I'm not finding them online. Um, yeah, go to you if
0: you go to live action, though you'll find it. But yeah, that I mean, I remember that shook me because I think it was just because it it was because we had never really seen anything like that in the pro life movement. Yeah. You know, we had seen a lot of like very small aborted babies. These were like these full, are... i don't remember exactly how old they all were they were all different ages but it was fully grown children that were Ugh.
1: killed um well, anyway got a topic idea for next week so we'll talk about it or not next week next week will be about the next, next week you guys episode.
0: have to tune in because we have i'm really excited for this episode we recorded it like late at night so we were exhausted but we were it is really good it's about contraception which we've never really talked about on here so Uh, definitely tune in for that and we hope you guys um, enjoyed this little you know some some tips on how to how to better yourself and then how to live your life life to things that
1: people don't really talk about right
0: right be a difference be a change you know we're all about fitting in what it's boring to fit in we have to stand out so anyway anyway we will see you next week we will Send in your classy, trashy moments. Yes, send in Um, your classy, trashy moments. Also send in any questions that you have. We might do a question poll on Instagram this week because we're going to do some questions next week. Anyway, everybody have a good day. See you guys next week.